Imagine not knowing what your income would be each week. Financial planning would be a nightmare. More than 90% of Vision's income is free will donations. When supporters commit to monthly giving, it provides greater certainty when budgeting for regular expenses and weighing up new opportunities that arise. And knowing we can rely on regular monthly gifts takes some guesswork out of operating a faith ministry. Monthly givers who share our mission are called Visionary Extra Mile Partners. And right now, you are invited to join this growing group of faithful supporters. The amount of your tax-deductible monthly gift is completely up to you. But what is most important is knowing that you are standing with us to reach Australia with the gospel. To become a Visionary Extra Mile partner, click the banner in the Vision app or go to vision.org.au slash extra mile. It only takes a few minutes, but will have an eternal impact. Vision. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. Let's turn our attention to our nation's elderly. As you'll know, the Royal Commission into Aged Care, Quality and Safety has delivered their final report after a two-year inquiry. Now, the inquiry told tales of abuse and neglect and calls for a complete overhaul in an inadequate system. The Prime Minister is promising a response to the report in the May budget. Let's get some insights into the report from a Christian perspective from an aged care chaplain. Ben Boland is an aged care chaplain and co-author of the books Jesus Loves Me and Joy to the World, part of the Hammond Care and Bible Society Faith for Life Suite. Ben's joining us. Ben, welcome back to 2020. It's lovely to be here, Neil. Ben, you read the report. You've had some time to let things settle. And your response has not been very positive at all. In fact, uh, you're saying repent and lament. That word lament is very powerful. Why do you say repent and lament? Because I think that's I think that's the bare minimum we can do in this space now. Um, I need to make really clear to everybody that what I'm going to say is my opinion, not that of anybody else, um, I mean, employers, past or present. Um, and this is this is my response, but I think anybody reading the report um, would be horrified. Um, the, the Royal Commissioners repeatedly speak of shame and the shame that we we should be aware of as Australians. Um, for me, as an Australian, I'm ashamed. As a Christian, I'm devastated. Um, not only that um, abuse and neglect has become so common within our aged care system, but that it's taken a royal commission to identify this. The Bible is really clear, really passionate about our care for our elders. Ten Commandments, honour your mother and your father. James's words, religion that God our Father accepts is pure and faultless, is to look after widows and orphans. Widows. Um, Jesus' words in Matthew 25, saying, if you haven't cared for me, if you haven't cared for people who are hungry, if you haven't cared for people who are thirsty, if you didn't invite the stranger in, clothe the stranger, visit the sick, care for the people in prison, you didn't look after me. 
Ben, you're saying... I'm, I'm devastated. You're saying we should all be ashamed of the treatment of our older people. And at the same time, you're saying, well, a lot of the aged care in Australia comes from church-founded aged care homes. And uh, and there is something in here which uh, points the finger, doesn't it, at our own Christian treatment of those people who are in our care. Very much so. Um, with the clarifying that it's not simply aged care homes um, that the report's dealing with. It's dealing with um, care people provide or people receive in their own homes. It's dealing with the care people receive in respite centres as well. Um, so aged care in Australia is really complicated and really um, messy would be my technical term probably. Um, but yeah, um, historically, Christians and the church have led aged care. Um, the early church was known for its care for widows and orphans. That was unusual in the Roman Empire. No doubt there's a big contrast between some aged care providers and others. Uh, some of them, as you identify, as the report identifies, have been actually running at a loss or finding it difficult to uh, keep their heads above water. Others uh, using it as a cash cow and uh, not using funds raised in the aged care for the care of the elderly. Uh, what are your thoughts here for those uh, that maybe have been abusing the system? I don't know that I've got words I can use on radio, Neil, um, to be ruthlessly honest. And sadly, it's not simply been um, the for-profits who've been trying to um, milk aged care for its profit for one of their brave. I think there's examples in the Australian context of care providers who are church-linked, who've used aged care as a cash cow to fund um, other important ministries. Now, they are important ministries, uh, primarily to people under 20. Um, and I'm not saying that adoption services and children's services and all those things are not incredibly important. Um, but to, um, to use the old quote, to rob Peter to pay Paul um, raises some significant ethical questions. Let's assume that the majority of aged care has been under prolonged stress has been at crisis point and uh, the idea that there are one in three people in aged care who've experienced some level of substandard care, we're all looking to the government to find a shortfall there and up the funding. Uh, what are your thoughts for the fact that there are one in three people in aged care who have experienced substandard care? It's terrifying. That that one that anybody um, in our society is harmed is horrific. Um, but for people who we have an industry built around caring for, and and the third have experienced substandard care, devastating. Um, yeah, it's it's really easy for us to say, oh, I'll blame the government. Um, and I need to make very clear here that. Aged care is federally funded, but it hasn't mattered which party's been in power. This has not been a, a left-right issue. It's been a right-across-the-board issue. Ben, uh, but it's devastating. You've been working for a long time as a chaplain in aged care. 
Have you seen some of those things that we've been exposed to in the report? Have you seen those things firsthand? Um, I think anybody who's spent significant time in the aged care sectors um, seen things that are far from ideal. Um, a lot of what the Commission is talking about is um, compounding neglect as opposed to um, deliberate assault, if that makes sense. Um, and But in my um, time in aged care, there have been a number of times where I've had to contact police and or um, within the within an organisation kick things up the food chain and it's been kicked to the police um, from within management. Um, I'm, I'm really blessed that I've never had an issue in the organisations I've worked with where I've raised a serious issue and it hasn't been um, treated seriously, uh, investigated and not, not commonly reported to police where appropriate. Um, but yeah, it does happen. Ben, we can point the finger at government and we can point the finger at aged care providers and, as I did say, many of those are church-based. But is there something here which is more widely an indicator of what the Australian culture is like right now, the idea that ageism is a part of who we are as a culture? What are your thoughts here on what this report says about every single person in Australia who has some level of responsibility for caring for those who are either close to us or in our communities who are ageing. Yeah, I, look Neil, I'm going to agree with the Royal Commission here. Um, the reason our leaders, our politicians um, have not um, invested in and have um, downplayed, paid lower attention to um, or whatever the language you want to use to older people is that largely we as voters, we as members um, of the community, we as members of the church have done that. Um, I think the issue here is not providers, um, although there's lots of things that providers need to work hard at, not politicians, though again there's lots of things that politicians need to work on and work through. Um, the basic issue is that we as a society have fallen for this um, let's worship the young people theory um, and if the old people get a little neglected, well, it doesn't matter. And that neglect has compounded and resulted in neglect to the point of abuse. And once we get to a point where we acknowledge that perhaps every individual one of us has a role to play in our own neglect as that would be widespread throughout the entire Australian community, uh, you're suggesting that as a Christian we ought to get angry about this and have a higher expectation for the care of our aged population. I think I think that's exactly right. Um, I think as Christians we're leery of being angry because we won't want to sin in our anger, and I think that's that's wise and godly. But I look at scripture. Um, God is angry. Jesus clears the temple twice. Um, we should be absolutely devastated that our fellow people, our fellow humans who are not only created by God but created in his image have been treated in a subhuman way. Uh, what, other, what other response could we have? I mean, 
I spoke before, you spoke before about repent, repent or lament. I'm not actually sure that those words are strong enough. Um, I, I don't know that I actually have language that um, expresses how how devastating this situation is. Um, should we not be, or are we not angry about the Holocaust? Are we not angry about child abuse? I think we should be angry about both of those things. And I think equally we should be really angry about aged care. Um, and not... Uh, I don't mean angry in term or angry in, expressed in the mob, but I do mean anger expressed in the... or anger that drives us to repentance as individuals. Anger that expresses itself in our churches as saying, well, what are we going to do about this? Are we, is this good enough? Anger that expresses itself in in how we how we vote, how we interact with our elected leaders. Anger that expresses itself in saying, "Well, my denomination owns denomination care." Do we actually care about that, um, or is that just something we've shipped off to do that? That was started in the thirties or fifties, and that was nice, and it just plods along, and we don't really care about it anymore. Well, we put ourselves in the picture, and as you say, it's not just the government, it's not just the aged care provider, but they would do what we expect. And so the need to get angry with perhaps our own way of thinking about the elderly in our community, as you say, our lack of love, our neglect for older people has resulted in an aged care system where abuse is not uncommon. And somehow or other, we have to shake ourselves out of that, shake ourselves out of a feeling of ageism and care for our elderly people appropriately. And your thoughts, Ben, love to extend our conversation on this on another day. But for now, uh, thank you so much for sharing these thoughts with us, Ben Boland, an aged care chaplain. You can see Ben Boland in action on his YouTube where you can see Jesus Love in Aged Care. There's also a LinkedIn profile. You can connect with Ben and you can get a hold of his books, Jesus Loves Me and Joy to the World through Hammond Care and the Bible Society. Ben, thanks so much for sharing your thoughts with us today on 2020. Thank you, Neil. It's lovely to be back with you. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.